Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. He is your host, Ramses Ja. Mm-hmm. I am Hugh Ward. That's right. You are listening to Civic Cypher. Let's go. Um, lot to stick around for this show. Um, you know, most of the time we deal with issues that have to do with, you know, black and brown people, black and brown communities, um, you know, and, you know, other marginalized groups in this country. Um but you know there's been a couple of stories in the news lately uh that come from uh our brothers and sisters our caucasian brothers and sisters tribe right and uh you know we are are able to deduce that by telling these stories we can a bring some light to these tragedies um you know those are our family too as we reckon um, but also we can further illuminate some of the systemic issues that we're talking about. A lot of folks can't hear it. They feel like these are black issues and, you know, large, they largely are, but that's not to say that they don't affect other communities. So we're going to be sharing some really, um, interesting stories of police misconduct and really that's it. Police misconduct. Um, and because the victims are not black, they're white. Um, you can see better see rather the systemic issues um if you're not able to just see black people as the way in the way that black people see black people right and i get it the world has taught you to be this way we're not mad at you we're just going to share some of the stories i'm kind of mad it's all good. hey man we got Ram- rams isn't mad at you is what he meant to say <laughs> we also got a lot more to stick around for as well um we're going to talk about one police department in particular that's been uh having a tough time and that kind of shows kind of some more of these systemic issues and then of course our way black history fact we're going to talk about a black couple who helped build greenwood in tulsa oklahoma so first and foremost um let's get into some ebony excellence how does that sound cute Sounds great to me. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Today's Ebony Excellence is sponsored by Major Threads, where high fashion meets timeless menswear. You can find out more at majorthreads.com. The story comes by a Huffington Post. All right, let's give this lady her flowers. Katanji Brown Jackson gives the Supreme Court a history lesson, giving a forceful performance in defense of the race-conscious history of the 14th Amendment and the Voting Rights Act, noted by Harvard Law as policy that could even lead to the biggest decline in Black and Latino representation in generations. In the case of Merrill versus Milligan, Alabama is asking the court to overturn decades of precedent, allowing a limited consideration of race to enable racial minorities to obtain equal political representation in redistricting. If you haven't heard about this, please look it up. This is a crazy thing that's going on. Groundbreaking. Um, A transformation of the Voting Rights Act into a race neutral law, as Alabama is seeking, would roll back that community's progress toward equality. According to Jackson, the 14th Amendment was adopted during this time to, quote, ensure that people who had been discriminated against the freedmen during the Reconstruction period were actually brought brought equal to everyone else in society and that the entire point of the amendment was to secure rights of freed former slaves. She quoted an 1866 speech by Republican representative of Pennsylvania, uh, indicating that the purpose of the 14th Amendment was to halt the ongoing deprivation of rights and equality from black men and women across the former Confederate states. So in short, Alabama is tripping, tripping. And Katanji Brown Jackson is a shining example of ebony excellence 
given that she has a platform and she is using it um, to bring attention to this matter and let these people know that if they vote wrong, that they are tripping too. Sometimes when people want to take a trip, you got to give them a map. Listen, man, she's doing just that. So, all right. So, um, all right, we're going to move into some heavier things. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm going to get right into it. There's, there's no two ways about this. So, uh, we have seen some videos. Um, we hope that you haven't, but it's likely that you have, if you're into this type of stuff, social justice, you know, watching the police, making sure everybody gets a, a fair chance and fair shake at life and at different levels in society. Um, one of the videos that we saw was, um, a young man, he was in his vehicle and he, I believe he went into a ditch it was in a, I believe it was a truck, pickup truck, something like that. And he called for help. He was having a bad day and he made sure to explain to the dispatcher. I'm going to get into this, but just so you are able to follow the story, um, calls the, uh, 911 dispatcher asks for help. He explains his situation, make sure everyone knows I'm not dangerous, you know, whatever he's says that he's, if I remember correctly, says that he's having like a tough time mentally, something like that. He alludes to it or, or something like that. And, uh, the police show up and talk to him for a while. And then when they were tired of talking to him, they shot him. This young man was white, as I mentioned. And, uh, you know, we tell these black stories over and over again, but you know, uh, maybe, maybe you might hear it a little different when it happens to a white person. Um, maybe their humanity is a little bit more intact. Um, and again, I'm not mad at you for that. The world has taught you to be that way. Go ahead, Q, you can say it. Um, I'm definitely mad. Okay, but I'm not. I understand that you were brought up in a society that taught you to hate better than it taught you to love. I recognize that. Now, Q's mad because you're probably an adult listening to this show and you yeah, should know better now by you're now. you're making a decision. But, um, but I'll, I'll continue. So today's, uh, this first story rather comes from, uh, NBC news, the murder of Christian glass. Um, and, uh, our, our producer Maggie, you know, and she wanted me to ask the question, why send an armed military, she put the word in quotes, because this is kind of the way that police behave. This isn't like the Andy Griffith show or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's not just about behavior, but. The way that they're equipped, the way that sure, they're trained, sure, sure. the weapons that they carry, the mm -hmm. tactical gear that they wear is yeah. very, very, and the mindset as well. It's like a war. Yeah. They have a war on their community. It's a military uniform. It's just blue and black. There you go. And um, so I think that was uh, Maggie's point. Um, why send an armed military that can't wait to shoot to help with a mental health issue? What was very obviously a mental health issue. So I'll read. Uh, I'm going to get into uh, Christian Glass's statement to the officers. Um, this is him talking. I have two knives, a hammer, and a rubber mallet. This is just what he had in his truck. You know, people are allowed to have things in their truck. Black people, too. Okay? Um, and knives are not necessarily weapons. Some people hunt. Some people, you know, you know if, if it's in a truck, too. You know. remind, but, the, but, remind the audience, was Christian Glass black? He, he was not black. He was okay. white. He was a white, uh, young white man. Anyway. Um, he says to the officers, I have two knives, a hammer and a rubber mallet. 
but I am not dangerous. I will keep my hands completely visible, he told the dispatcher, offering to throw them out once officers arrived. Right? So he needs help. Do you have any weapons in the car? Yes, I do have this, this, and this. I will throw, I'm not, I'm no threat to anybody. I'll throw them out of the car. Right? So he called for help. He's dead now. Called for help. <sighs> okay. Um, all right. And the story goes on. Uh, but officers wouldn't let him throw them out. So Tell just, just so we're clear, Ramses, these officers are present because he called for help. Correct. Okay. Um, we've we've shared this story too. I remember uh I mean you gotta swap a couple pieces around, but I remember a story where we shared this uh story where a, a black man was, I think he was killed in his living room or his driveway or something like that. It was a similar thing. He called the police, they came and they killed him. Um so if that didn't hit, maybe this one does. All right, here we go. Um, the officers would not let him throw uh, the things out, telling him to keep the weapons inside the car as they escalated the situation to deadly violence. Um, Please push me out, drag me out. I'll follow you to a police station, Glass told the officers. I'm so scared. I'm going to stop right here. So he's still in his car. He's wanting the officers to push him out of the ditch or like tie a thing to drag him out. He will go with them to the police station. He's afraid. It's nighttime too, by the way, if you haven't seen the video. We saw the video because there's body cam footage. This this is one. This is one of those videos. Yeah. If you are a human being, we you know say this. Being? Like this is one of those videos that kicks you in the stomach. Yeah. It's very, very sad. It is not subtle. Right. And, and you're going to get to it as you read some more of the statement and some more of the story. But there is a moment where it seems like, oh, this might be cool. Go how it should. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it does not. It does not. <laughs> and it is like a kick in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Because it there was there is absolutely. There is sometimes where the circumstance create an outcome that's that shouldn't have happened. Right. They, that still shouldn't have happened. Even given the circumstances, it still shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. But it colors it in a way where maybe you can give it to someone that they were afraid and they just made a bad judgment call. Yeah. This is not one of those it's situations. Man. And, I, uh, and that's I don't think that's just cute talking. You're welcome to watch the video yourself. Again, his name is Christian Glass. This is uh, we don't tough. recommend that you we don't celebrate death. We don't oh, celebrate man. violence against, you know, uh, black bodies. We don't celebrate violence against white bodies either. Again, this is our brother that is now gone because of this institution that really needs to be fixed. And, and it's our job to explain this and discuss it so that we can move forward. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll follow you to a police station. Glass told the officers, I'm so scared. Uh, you need to step out of the car now. Step out of the car, an officer said. That's a lawful order. Step out of the car now or you'll be removed from the vehicle. Glass responded, I'm so scared. You're not communicating clearly with me. I don't understand why I have to come out. For a brief second, the responding officers had a moment of clarity. This is what you were talking about, Q. Mm -hmm. And decided to call over a female officer with a much calmer demeanor. As she walked over to the car, Glass put his hands, oh God, into a heart sign and blew kisses at her, illustrating just how big of a threat he was. Um, and I, I, I forgot about that part. 
forgot. I completely forgot about that part. Um, uh, same back at you, but come out and talk to us, she said. Um, unfortunately, all logic and reason would become non-existent at this point, and instead of leaving the innocent man alone, officers decided to move in. One officer jumped on the hood of Glass's car with a pistol and flashlight in his face as others drew weapons and pointed them at him. Seconds later, as an officer breaks the window, multiple shots were fired, and Glass was murdered. Um, and that was the end of the story of Christian Glass. He died right there in that ditch. And the heroes took his life. Um, now, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You know what's really hard to reconcile? What's that? You know these instances where the, the body cam footage is missing, <laughs> right? Like, mm -hmm. that's an officer saying to themselves, I'm about to do something messed up. Yeah. I'm about to get rid of this camera. I'm about to turn this camera off. And then it's just my word against... <laughs> When something like this happens and the body camera footage is just readily available, that shows how much they get to operate with impunity. That it's not even like we don't even we not we just we feel like murdering today. That's what we on. And who's going to do something to us for it? This is what we feel like doing today. Yes, when we get to the station, you can have this camera do with it what you know, as you may. I'll deal with whatever my punishment or whatever the consequences are in the morning or whatever you know what i mean it's like the 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 arrogance isn't the right word it's apathy this complete i'm going to just completely disregard this person's life because by the authority given to me by this badge you are beneath me i want to talk about this the authority by the badge so watch this we and we had this conversation before on the show um, we have to recognize that police are people and the, the institution of policing is flawed. Those are two things that we have to recognize. And we accept people as our brothers and sisters. If they are endowed with consciousness by our common creator, they are brothers and sisters. This is a fundamental principle of the show and certainly of my life. And I believe yours as well. Um, the institution of policing is wrong, uh, in, in the way that it's executed. I'll make my point. There will inevitably be people that will defend even this story of this young white man, right? The, the police, they were justified and that they, they were afraid and he, they, he didn't listen to them and whatever, you know, the, you have to collect, protect the police, you know, stand by the, you know, the, there are people that will do this, right? Um, but they will have to accept that he shouldn't have died. He admitted that he was scared. He called them for help. You know what I mean? Like if you examine all the optics, any reasonable person will say, yeah, that's unfortunate that he shouldn't have died. Right? It's so important for you to keep saying that part, that he called them for help. They didn't just come across him. Right. And they, because there could be some confusion there, right? Mm, if they sure. just come across this truck in a ditch, this man might be crazy. This man might be angry. This they don't man know what they're going dangerous. into. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. No, it wasn't that either. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you keep highlighting that. Part. Sure, sure, sure. So watch this. Those people that say, well, you know, the police have to protect themselves if they felt a threat, blah, 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 whatever. They are saying that Christian Glass did not have that right. 
A, that's de facto, that that by default. They're, yeah, he don't get to protect him. Sure, the police do. And they are accepting that as collateral damage. Remember we had that conversation? They are saying that, well, this system works for most folks. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but we're just going to deal with it. Sometimes and we, we exist, the show exists because we fight against that narrative. There should be no such thing as collateral damage, not when you're dealing with human life. The FAA exists because no plane should fall out of the sky, right? That's why it exists. That should never, ever happen, not one time. And if it does, it's a national tragedy. And yet these people that run to defend the institution of policing blindly, not the individual, the institution, police need, you know, our broad sweeping support. There are heroes in our community, whatever these narratives that get chronicled around the country. Um, these people accept that, well, there's just going to be some margin of error when you're dealing with this. And that we feel on this show, I feel personally, you can see me, I'll be in the street. I feel like that is unacceptable. And as long as they give me a microphone and a signal and a satellite dish, I'm going to keep saying it. Yo, rest in peace, Christian Glass. I will say your name on this show. <sighs> I got to finish this. Sorry, y'all. Um, in statements, the clear count, I have to say this part because journalists now or whatever. In statements, the Clear Creek County Sheriff's Department office said Glass became, quote, argumentative and uncooperative. Uh, unquote, and tried to stab an officer. I have to say that. Um, no, you got to say what's next. I'm going to say that too. Um, wow. But you're, you're welcome to watch this for yourself. Wow. Uh, but the video from the arrest shows that Glass, who made a heart with his hands toward officers and said he was terrified, never even got out of his vehicle. Believe that. Once again, they know that they turned in those cameras. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. The way that, because you know, the the cameras don't come out until way later. Yeah. So get the police report, out. the police report originally, like you can look this up too. We don't we don't have time to go into yeah. it, but Maggie, uh, our producer, showed me everything at the beginning. The police report was written just like that, like he was argumentative and he, you know, didn't didn't put the heart hands he trying and, to stab us. So watch this. Like, while we're here, how, why is it that he might get if you're listening to our show? You know, and you feel sad for this and maybe you haven't felt sad or maybe, you know, when you hear some stories about black and brown people losing their life at the hands of the police. Why is it that you can feel sad for this person? Um, because they were scared of the police and they were doing hard hands. But it's tough for you to reconcile. Well, why did a black guy run from the police if he didn't have anything to hide? Why does your mind not go to? Well, maybe he was scared. If anybody got a reason to be scared of the police, do I need to finish the sentence? All right, let's move on. I'm not mad. Just making some points. I want you to think. Very mad. Hey, but I, I've learned to crush these problems with my mind vice. You know what I mean? I, I have to keep my spirit intact. I have to remain positive and optimistic because we are going somewhere together. And we, for better or worse, whether we like it or not, are leading. <laughs> I, am not, I am not as refined and polished a human being. And, and that's okay, man. Well, you got to keep it real. My brother and co-host over here. You got to keep it real, man. We need both. Uh, I am not okay. But I'm listen, very angry. But listen, as uh, my my point was that we have to lead. That's what we're doing. We're leading, and if we can, as often as we can, as often as we have the capacity to do so, my hope is that you and I both always lead with love. 
So if you're listening to this, despite the frustration in our voice, I want you to know that we do love you. And we love you too, Christian Glass. We uh, will say your name um, because it matters. Your life matter. You did. And uh, you did not deserve that death. Am, am, I, am I seeing correctly that we have another one? Yeah, there's another one. We ha- we actually had three. I only have time to get to, to two of them today. But um, this one. Watch this one too. Yeah. 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 This is the one that made it to TMZ. So maybe you watch this one too, um, if you're listening. So this one, we, our story rather comes from NPR. Uh, the name is Eric Kentu. So um, Eric is, I believe he's still fighting for his life. Um, life support. Yeah. So um, we're going to say his name because, you know, no, we Eric, need to say his name, Eric but it's is not. The victim. Eric is the officer. Um. No, 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 no. Eric Kentu is the person who was shot. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So a now ex-police officer is charged after shooting a teenager eating in a parking lot. Um, so if you've seen this video, um, the way it goes is an officer, uh, the, the video part of it, an officer yeah, goes up to a car, uh, opens the door, tells a kid to get out of the car. Kid's eating. The guy and the kid's like, huh? What? What? And then all of a sudden, the officer just starts shooting him, and the kid's like, oh my god! And he like drives off. Attempts to drive. Off. Attempts, yeah. And uh, again, the way the story got written up was like, it's crazy how the police can misrepresent the truth. And why would they ever do such a thing? It happens all the time. In fact, you should listen to the BIN Daily Podcast show that I do because I talk about this very thing. I have a recent. Uh, installment it's called one more thing that maggie helped me produce by the way so shout out to maggie you know him again she do um and we were talking about copaganda which is why we tend to think of police as being the good guys all the time which in theory they should be but why we never can it's hard for us to see them as being the bad guys because we've watched so many films and so forth and the police have had their hand in every film to control the narrative how they're portrayed since dragnet i need you to finish reading this i'll do it Sorry, I'll be going on my tan, but you got to know. All right. Um, and now former San Antonio police officer was charged two, Tuesday with two counts of aggravated assault by a peace officer for shooting and gravely wounding a teen eating a hamburger in his car in a McDonald's parking lot. The teen had begun driving away when the officer opened fire. Kantu is still unconscious and on life support, his family said Tuesday. There is no improvement in his condition, the family said in a statement. Uh, Brenard, Brenand, a rookie officer, reported the vehicle Cantu was sitting in had evaded him the night before during an attempted traffic stop. Wow. Brenand said he suspected the vehicle was stolen. In body camera footage released by police, Brenand opens the car door and tells Cantu to get out. The car drives backwards with the door open and the officer fires multiple times into the vehicle. He continues to shoot as the car drives away. Investigators quickly determined that the use of deadly force was unwarranted and Bernan was fired. Charges against Cantu of aggravated assault and evading arrest were dropped. Um, so they just made up some trumped up charges to throw on Mr. Eric Cantu to justify almost killing him yeah. for simply sitting in his car and eating food. So here's the, here's the thing. I say this all the time because it's such a good idea insurance for police officers just like doctors okay that way if an officer messes up they're uninsurable they can't keep working 
Because this guy, they fired him. He's go get a job somewhere else. This is what happens all the time. We know this. Keep them guns in the trunk. Okay. 99% of the time, you're not shooting a gun. And when you might need to shoot a gun, that's when you take it out. But if you have it and, at the ready. And you should have to think, I got to go get that. That's gun. what I'm trying to say. And this is what they do in a lot of countries around the world where uh, gun ownership is legal. Right. They have the right to bear arms just the same. Um, and, you know, there's a hundred other things for anybody that wants to look a layer or two deeper. But the fact is, is that there's a well-established narrative about police being the good guys. And we're telling two stories because, you know, police shooting another black guy is week we, to week around we're here. Telling 500 stories. But, you know, this past couple of weeks, we had some of our brothers and sisters from the Caucasian tribe that have been had had some really tough police interactions um and we're we're hoping that uh eric Cantu makes it through because he didn't deserve to die he was just as surprised as we were seeing the video but you know this is the world that we live in and you know we have to share these stories and no matter how tough they are we got to keep moving forward so that's that